RadioInfluence.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. And I'm super excited today because we're going to be discussing one of my favorite foods in the world, which is, well, seafood. And I have a very, very interesting and just amazing guest today, Miss Sina Wheeler. How are you, Sina? Hi there. I'm doing great. Well, I am so glad that you and I have connected and I always tell people one of my favorite things about Instagram and social media in general is just the fact that I get to meet so many people just across the country that I normally wouldn't meet unless I had this platform in order to really interact with all of you. And I'm really excited to have you today and I I just can't wait to discuss seafood, which is one of my favorite things in the world. So I wanted to just um, welcome you and thank you for taking the time to come and chat with me. Appreciate well, it. Thank you so much. I I agree. It's super fun to talk to people. We were just talking about how we're the probably the furthest apart you could get in the United States. <laughs> and that's super fun to be able to connect this way. Yes, absolutely. So now you are, you know, just I've been watching your Instagram and like I said, so you own Sina Seafoods. Yes. Um Sina C Seafoods. It's a lot of C's. A lot of C's. That's okay. <laughs> My name is Sina, my middle name is Camille. So the letter C, so actually it's just my name, Sina C, taking the C and turning it into S-E-A. Love it. It sounds complicated when you say it out loud, but <laughs> that's the origin. No, so tell me how, now first of all, you're you're in Washington State, which um, as you and I were talking earlier, it's one of my, my favorite places to visit. I try to get out there when I can. So tell me a little bit about how you got started and just your passion behind the whole seafood industry. Uh, yeah, actually goes back um, for several generations of fish, uh, fishing. So my grandfather, Lars, immigrated from Norway, and he landed in Ballard, Washington, which is close to the locks, and it's a kind of a, a hotbed of, of Norwegian Scandinavian immigration. So at that time, he came over, and then his brothers came over. They each got a boat, and they started fishing, and, and they used to fish they fished a lot. They fished, we've looked at the logs and they, they fished from Alaska down to Mexico sometimes, which was really interesting. So my, um, mom grew up in a fishing family and my, my dad actually married, married into it. He was the son-in-law and then he got a chance on the boat and started fishing. Never thought he'd make a career out of it, but he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then funny enough, the same thing with me, my husband, Rich, married into it and gave it a shot and really took to it. So he's been fishing for um, 25 years now. So it's been a, (laughs) it's been a really fun just, you know, for me, realizing people want to talk about it is fun because it's just literally how I grew up. I love it. You know, it's funny. I was actually thinking today as, I mean, I have to say, I was so excited when I woke up today just to be able to chat with you because I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I get to talk about seafood. And I've always had just a love of the ocean and fishing. And I grew up in Northern California, actually, the San Francisco Bay Area. And I did a lot of fishing, whale watching. I mean, I did it all. And I was thinking about the first time I went fishing. And it was so funny because I caught a starfish of all things. And I think that's supposed to be good luck. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, I'm not sure. But yeah, I must say it is. (laughs) Yeah, I think I was about five or six years old. And we were, um, I'm sure you've heard of Santa Cruz, you know, Santa Cruz, California. Mm -hmm. We were just out. that's a beautiful area. 
Oh, it is so beautiful. And my old, my favorite thing about Santa Cruz, just like in San Francisco, is the clam chowder in the sourdough bread bowl. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of my favorites. But I think, yeah, I was about five or six years old and I actually still have a picture of it. I just, the date on the back is a little bit faded, but I have this picture of me just holding the starfish and I just remember I was so excited to catch it. And then I think that was the day that I really fell in love with fishing. And then I used to go with my dad. Um, we never really went fishing in the ocean. It was more in lakes and everything. And we'd go to Tahoe and just different places. And it was always so much fun. Always had a good time with that. Yes, definitely. Oh, there's that moment where, you know, the kid catches their first fish and it's like, oh, they're hooked. <laughs> because it's so, I don't know, you get such a charge out of it. It's really fun. And especially when you take it home and clean the fish and then throw it on the grill and... I think I caught a lot of trout living out there in some of the different lakes. And then, of course, there was always those catfish, too. But trout were always my favorite to catch. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. And it's delicious. Yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. Uh, my, well, our kids go out on the boat with us and they fish with us commercially. Our boat is it's just 32 feet. It's, uh, you know, uh, for salmon fishing out in Alaska, it's all caught on these boats. It's just one or two guys. They're small boats and we take the whole family and they all have their jobs and it's really satisfying. Even when you're doing it a little bit larger scale like we are, it's still really satisfying to catch that kit fish and then cook it up for dinner and, and really feel that link and that for the kids to be providing dinner, you know, it's really fun. Oh, I know. And I always remember as a kid going out on a boat the time would just fly by. Even though we'd be out there for eight or nine hours, it felt like just two. And I never wanted to go back in. I wanted to stay out on that boat all day because it was so relaxing and just exciting to just see that tug on your line. <laughs> Always uh, Yeah, absolutely. Now, Alaska is one of the places that has, has just been on my bucket list forever. So tell me a little bit about just fishing out there and what it's like. Alaska is a really special place. We live in Washington, but we fish in Alaska. And that's actually, um, some people scratch their head at that, but that's, I don't want to say fairly common, but there's a large percentage of the fleet that would live, that lives in Washington. And then they take their boats up for the wintertime, mm-hmm. um, and fish in the summer. And that's what my family's always done. And so we, we go up there and we, we've really taken a lot of pride in, in taking the kids up and we take them salmon fishing. It's on smaller boats closer in and um, just being able to be in Alaska is incredible. It should be on your bucket list. It should be on everybody's bucket list. Mm-hmm. It's the, the way you fly in, I just the flight in, we, we go to a, we fish out of a small town called Cordova and there's no roads in literally you can fly in on a small plane or um, take a boat and uh, just the flight in, I tell the kids, okay, that was worth it. <laughs> You're <laughs> flying over all these glaciers and you see them just emptying into the sea. It's, it's incredible. And then when you're on this small boat, you're looking, the, the mountains just, it goes from white topped mountains with glaciers and the glaciers just ending down at the sea in the summertime. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's such an incredible sight everywhere, you know. Everywhere you look, I often joke because on our Instagram, I, I, I joke that I don't post more photos, but because you could just re- literally roll out of the bunk and just start snapping photos and it would be incredible. But sometimes I, 
it, it's so hard to get photos because the view is so 360 degrees. It's so immense. You take one little photo and you go, oh, that's nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, that doesn't, it just doesn't, it doesn't even, it's, it doesn't get close to what you're seeing. And then, and then oftentimes I'll get home and go, Oh, that was an amazing photo. (laughs) Why didn't Um, I post that? But it's, it's just so immense. It's so vast. It's so natural. You know, the towns are just these tiny little specks and then it just goes on and on and on and on with such natural beauty. And, um, it's really, it's really cool to see. And one of those things that, um, you know, should be experienced, I think. You know, my mom actually lived in Alaska when she was in high school. And she would always, I remember like telling my brother and I when we were younger about how in the summer it's light, you know, 24 hours and then in the winter it's dark. And I was always just fascinated by that and would love to just experience that sometime and see what it's like. It just sounds... It's fascinating, especially if you live on a boat mm-hmm. um, with windows. There's no... um there's no escaping it. It's very much uh, when you're in Alaska, you're, you're with the rhythms of, of nature, you know, living on a boat and, and fishing. And so you can't turn off the lights and ignore it. Uh, it's, it's very much a part of it. And what it does is very interesting is um, you don't get tired. I was going to say. <laughs> it's light. It just really affects, it affects the kids. It affects everybody. We end up eating dinner really late. And you just don't really feel tired. It just gets kind of, um, it looks dusky out, but never gets all the way dark. And events, and you start to get used to it. Your body kind of gets used to it, but it's, um, it's very surreal. It's, it's really interesting. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I have to plan that sometime in my life. I'm, you know, I'm hoping, you know, it's kind of on my bucket list for when I turn 50. I have a couple of years to plan for it, but it's definitely up there. And, <laughs> I've always been fascinated and I'm, I'm getting a little bit off topic here, but I've always been fascinated by killer whales. I just, it's been my dream oh, yeah. to see one in the wild. I just oh, think great. It, you know, I, I was, we had a small boat and this is down in the Puget Sound. Um, and we had a small boat that we just used for family outings and camping. And it's just a dory. It's open air, no, no house or anything. Mm-hmm. And you, you just stand up and hold on to the rudder to drive the boat. And we were just on a little family day trip and I was driving the boat and I was maybe 10 years old. We had to stand up and hold on to the rudder and a pod of orca whales came through and they oh, were wow. on all sides of us. They're, they're, they're coming up, their dorsal fins are everywhere. And I'm just panicking. My dad says, just hold on to that rudder and steer straight. Oh. And it was incredible. It, I mean, just the beauty. They are really, fantastic creatures to see up close. I've seen them several times and every single time it's amazing. I mean, the only time I've ever actually seen one, you know, was, I mean, at SeaWorld here in Florida. Um, when I was 10 years old, we came out here for spring break. Uh, it was my first time in Florida. And I have to say though, I am very much against that now. I mean, I just, I just believe they should be in the wild. But you know, when you're 10 years old and you're seeing this magnificent mammal just doing all these tricks, it's very fascinating. But I just, I, I'm just, I'm not really for any of that. I, I really just think they should be left alone and in the wild. And that's definitely a dream of mine is to see one like that. So, oh yeah. Where I mean, were you? Like, oh, okay. Really quick before we jump back on topic. I have a friend, Marla Smith Photography, and okay. she 
take the best photos of the orcas and from my hometown where, where we're from in the Puget Sound and she follows them and she knows them. I mean, she knows which one is which oh, in wow. the family groups and she talks about them with her photos. It's really fantastic. So just give that a follow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. So tell me how you, how you started your seafood company and like what was just like how long, how long ago it was and just what really inspired you to get that going? Um, we started maybe um, eight or nine years ago. And uh, like I say, we've been fishing for a long time. And most fishermen, you just sell to a, a processor when you come in. And that would be the standard. And we've been doing that for years, well, generations. Um, and I was home with the kids. I have a background in food um, nutrition and food science. And I was working at a food company in the R&D lab, but I, I spent a few years home with our, our very young kids. We have three kids. Mm-hmm. And I kept talking to Rich and I said, you know, he was on the marketing, um, the board, marketing association for Copper River Salmon, and which is, they do a fabulous job of marketing. So I had no business saying anything, but I said, I, I go to him and I said, you know, Copper River should be marketed like grass-fed beef. And, and I was really looking at the beef industry and how some of the ranchers are marketing their beef and you know that, that they're doing everything right they have really premium quality and you can get this you know meat directly from from their ranch and that's really the idea behind it was maybe we could sell our fish like that we're already know we're doing all the premium uh, you know we're handling it just right we're doing all these things to our fish yet it's going just kind of in the pot with everybody else's and so could we talk about the, the special handling techniques that we do and, and sell our fish as kind of the best of the best. And um, it's been really fun getting that message out and, and uh, doing that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's great. So now typically I was going to ask you this because I received my box of, of fish from you, which thank you again. I mean, I'm just, I was so excited. I was actually in Orlando for work and I got the notification about my delivery and I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm going home and I can't wait to get my delivery. And I was so worried that it was going to get delivered before I actually made it home. Cause traffic out here is pretty bad. And it was, it was literally, it was perfect timing. I got the notification from UPS that my package was delivered and I was right behind it by about 10 minutes. And I was like a kid on Christmas when I opened that box and it was, yeah, it was amazing. The halibut and salmon and then sable fish. Fantastic. Yes. Yes. I oh, had, I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, I guess. And you know, it's funny. Halibut has always been one of my favorites and I do have a, I have to, <laughs> I have a little confession. So salmon is one fish that I have struggled with and it's only because oh. g- growing up, my mom was obsessed with salmon. We had it so much. I mean, grill, usually just grilled. We had a big grill in our backyard. My dad, he loved it too. So we were always eating salmon and I got, I got a little bit burned out on it. And then I had, I took some time away from it. And over the last two months, I'm like, you know what? I need to fall in love with salmon again. And I can't wait to share my preparation of what I did, which will be coming up on my Instagram later this month. But I, I have to thank oh, you. Man, I can't wait to see. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I did some research. I talked to a few different local chefs and I said, so help me out here. I have this beautiful piece of salmon. I really want to give it just the most amount of love that I can, but I need to do something that's going to incorporate flavors that I just love. And anyway, I'll be sharing that soon. I can't wait, but I, I have to thank you because 
if I didn't receive that salmon, I probably wouldn't have been so inspired to create this dish. And it's almost like you kind of helped me get back and, you know, fall back in love with salmon. So thank you. <laughs> oh, I just love that. That's so wonderful. I mean, to, to me, that's a big part of our mission is, is to get this fish out to people, the fish that we love and that, that we're spoiled with in our freezer, but, you know, and to lower the barriers because there's, there's people, there's some people that are, um, you know, fish is just a little bit too, too out there. It's a little bit too overwhelming. Like, how do I cook it or what do I do with it? Even for someone like you, you love seafood and you, you know, but to, to be able to, use our fish as the impetus to get back into it and be re-inspired. I, I just love it. And, and I, I think we sent you the Copper River sockeye. So I'm, I'm sure that that's the best fish to get re-inspired from. I love the Copper River sockeye. Oh yeah. And I was, I was so nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was like, okay, don't mess <laughs> this up. You know, you've only got two pieces here, so make sure you get it right. And, um, my son loves salmon. He was just so excited. He's like, mom, you need to order more of that. I want to eat that every week for dinner. So we'll definitely be ordering some more from you. I can't wait. I love that. That's wonderful. And that's the thing with kids. I often say, you know, I, I've done um, some stuff on how to get your kids to eat fish. And the main key is just serve them really good fish. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, adults, they have taste buds. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, um, I mean, like I said, I, I always loved the way my parents prepared it. And then when I came to Florida, there was just a couple of times where I had a bad experience. And I don't like when a fish is overly fishy. I don't mean, it sounds silly to say it that way, Mm -hmm. but that was kind of my, my issue with salmon. And I've always, I've always kind of loved more of like the white flaky style of fish. And then out here, Mm -hmm. grouper is probably one of my favorites. I could eat that every day, you know, so it's. Well, one of the things to, um, you know, kind of watch out for with salmon, I've had people you know, I grew up in a fishing family, always eating fish. And I was, it was funny. It wasn't until I was um, working for a food company and there's people from the Midwest and other places, they talk about fish being fishy. And I thought, <laughs> what what exactly are they even referring to? Fish, of <laughs> course, tastes like fish. Mm-hmm. But I had never, you know, I had, I was truly so spoiled. I had only had fish that was excellent quality mm-hmm. from our freezer. And and um, it wasn't until we were at a work event and it was actually um, uh, like a buffet style and it was farmed salmon. And I can tell farmed salmon um, basically by looking at it from the color and then the texture. And I ate it and I was like, oh, I finally understand what they mean by fishy fish. Mm-hmm. It just tasted fishy, not salmony. And so that's also a watch out is sometimes... Um, Farmed fish can, um, it, it's not the same as the wild, you know, the flavor and texture and it, and it can be a bit just kind of, um, plain or fishy. And so, you know, not all salmon is created equal. So, right. <laughs> so that could be part of it too. There's actually someone on social media who I follow. Um, she's known as the salmon queen. I'm sure you've heard of her. If not, you'll have to look her up on Instagram, but she, she's based, well, she was in Southern California and they moved to, I believe, Colorado. And I did have her on my podcast, um, during COVID. And she was another one that kind of started to get me inspired because she is, she is obsessed with salmon and (laughs) she like, she is the salmon queen, but like her skin, her eyes, I mean, she just glows and she credits everything to salmon. 
And, um, and that's oh, another thing. Yeah, there are entire diets built around just eating more salmon, salmon for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It mm-hmm. has incredible, not just health benefits, but for your face and skin. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And that's funny because my son is only 16, but you know, he's kind of, it's been about a year. He's just like, mom, I don't, I really don't want to eat red meat or pork anymore. And he's kind of gone towards more of a pescatarian diet. So he mm-hmm. only really eats um, seafood and, and chicken. I can't get him to eat red meat. Yeah. So yeah, very interesting for a teenager. Yeah, my, yeah, my son's also 16. Uh, so I'm very familiar <laughs> and he's an athlete and um, he's a wrestler and, and, you know, he, he requests uh, fish and vegetables. So I'm happy to oblige that. <laughs> I I love it. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's a battle. My, my daughter's kind of the opposite. She's all about, you know, if she's going to eat fish, she wants something fried. And I have to really try to <laughs> pull her arm to get her to eat more healthy foods. But we've actually been using our air fryer a lot. So we've been, you know, I've been making a lot of, you know, definitely healthy dishes. And seafood has really been been incorporated a lot more into our household. And I have to say, I think everyone's very happy with that. Oh, that's awesome. I've seen a lot of recipes with the salmon in air fryers and it looks fantastic. I haven't, um, I haven't tried it only because we're a family of five and I would just need such a big air fryer. I feel like, (laughs) but if I took, I've seen some meals that just look fabulous. You you know, if you're Mm -hmm. cooking for one or two. I haven't, I haven't tried salmon yet in the air fryer. I've done a few other, like I've done some shrimp and a few other things, but yeah, it's, um, we have a, a bigger air fryer. It's kind of like a, almost like a miniature oven. So it's a larger size. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, we're, it's only three of us, but if they're ever with their dad, it, it's great for me just cooking for myself. So I definitely oh, that's get my time in. So yeah, air fryers are great. I highly recommend them, especially for vegetables. We do a ton. Um, I mean, my kids love Brussels sprouts just in the air fryer. Very simple. A little bit of olive oil, salt, pepper, garlic. They love it. Works out really good. Oh, I love them like that. Yeah. I, I just did some in the air fryer like that and was like, Ooh, this is good. I like that. I know it's so convenient and it, it just makes, you know, it makes cooking even more fun for me. And my kids are starting to experiment a little bit with it. So yeah, I, salmon's definitely next on my list. I have seen a lot of recipes. In fact, I researched a lot when I was trying to figure out how I wanted to prepare the salmon that you sent me. So I thought, let me see here. How can I do this? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be trying. I need to order it from you though, because I'm officially spoiled now. I don't think I could get salmon from anywhere else. Well, that's our other secret mission. <laughs> Just to spoil people so they lo- only love the best. <laughs> so now, where all do you ship to? Is it just the continental U.S.? Yeah, we, yeah, the continental U.S., we ship frozen. So it mm-hmm. comes um, up in Alaska. Oh, we, um, we catch up there and then we process up there. We have a small custom processing facility. So we, we cut everything into six-ounce portions. Um, wrap in parchment paper and then vacuum seal so the, the fish doesn't touch the plastic. It's a really nice touch, mm-hmm. um, for, um, quality, but it's also nice to know you, you haven't touched, it hasn't been with plastic. Um, and then we send it down. So everything is frozen and in portion. And, um, oh, I almost forgot your question, but where we ship to continental us so we ship it from washington so we bring everything down from alaska and put it into our big freezer and then we ship right out of washington 
And we, um, it's ironic, but we don't ship back up to Alaska because, um, it's inefficient and right. Alaska's hard. There's some places that's really hard to get to. Um, and then Hawaii we found is challenging too because we ship overnight with, um, with dry ice. But like you in Florida, we've got it all the way down there and, um, we've had really good luck shipping everywhere within the continental U.S. Um, overnight UPS. Now, the other question I had for you, because I, I was kind of thinking like, you know, living in California and spending a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest and just the differences in, in the fish there versus here, what would you say are some of like the most, because I mean, it's been so long, I don't really know, but what are some of the like the top fish up in the Pacific Northwest, it's like specifically Washington and, and like, you know, Alaska? Um, I would say salmon, uh, a lot of salmon, because in the Pacific Northwest, we have local salmon, mm-hmm. um, from that you would catch off the, off the coast of Washington. Um, and then of course we catch in Alaska, but Alaska and Washington are considered sister states. We're actually, we sell at farmers markets that have really tight lo- rules about being local, but because we catch in Alaska, they consider that local. They're just ignoring all of Canada, which is really funny to me. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> so there's this, this real link between Washington and Alaska. So a, a lot of Washingtonians consider Alaskan fish uh, to be local and part of their fish. So I would say the salmon for sure. And then um, the halibut and the black cod definitely um, would be considered local. And you can catch them all also off the sea. Um, outside of Washington. And we used to fish out, out there as well. Same boat, same gear. You know, I don't think I've ever had black cod before. Hmm. It is a really special fish. It's the sable fish, so it's confusing because it has oh, okay. two names. For, for a fisherman, it's called black cod. That's what is on our fish ticket. That's how we know it. Okay. Um, but it's this funny thing. The FDA prefers we call it sable fish. And it's not uncommon for fish to have several names in different, especially different geographical areas. So I hear it being called black cod a lot more on the, in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and I will hear it being called sable fish more on the, on the East Coast. And so we label it sable fish in parentheses black cod, uh, because it is, um, it's really known by both names, but it's a really fantastic fish. It's, um, high in omega threes, which is, it's the highest of all the white fish. So it's mm. the omega-3s is kind of like the fat in beef, where in beef, the, the higher the fat, the more marbled, the better. It's like kind of the quality standards go up, you're thinking Kobe beef and things like that. Well, in seafood, the omega-3 makes it, you know, um, it's really great because it, it makes it taste good, but it also makes it healthy because the omega-3s are the healthy fats. So we get we get real win win in seafood where the um, the more omega threes like I said the better for you and the better tasting and so the sable fish or black cod has really high omega threes it makes it really silky and moist and it's fantastic to cook because it won't dry out um, the one thing I tell people if you're new to it is to find a recipe that's really for sable fish or black cod because. A lot of other white fish can be cooked just like a white fish, but um, it cooks differently. I cook it hotter and longer. And whereas other fish, you don't want to dry it out. You can't dry out black mm-hmm. cod. And I like, I sort of crisp the top and, and I really do things differently with that, with that one type of fish. So I do really recommend it, um, but look for a recipe that's, that's really for sable fish or black cod. 
Well, I see. I didn't know that. Um, I spoke to a chef who's a friend of mine and I just said, Hey, listen, so I have the sable fish. How would you recommend I, I prepare it? So he kind of gave me a couple ideas and he actually also gave me the idea for the salmon that I did, which was just, like I said, it was, it really surprised me how incredible it came out mm. because like I said, I'm not experienced with cooking salmon and I have to say, I was like, wow, I impressed myself. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. He never, he actually didn't refer to it as black cod. He just said, oh yeah, sable fish. That's, you know, he told me it's, it's really buttery and it's, it's delicious. You're going to love it. And yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. I hadn't, I did not know that. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we have some recipes on, on our site. We have a family recipe we use for black cod and we just marinate it with soy sauce and then great fresh ginger and garlic that's it. And I marinate it in there 20 minutes, the longer, the better. And then I bake it. It's really simple. And because it's so um, moist and buttery, it's really forgiving. So it's one of these fish. I love to cook it when I have guests because I can't screw it up. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> they, they always, they're always impressed. It's like, I have this large window. I'm not going to mess it up or, you know, oops, I overcooked it a little bit, but and then, and then it's very impressive for guests. They're like, oh my gosh, it's like a chef cooked it. <laughs> so that's a fun one um, to try. Oh, I, I will definitely have to try that. Oh, I cannot wait. That sounds, yeah. See, now I'm, I'm getting hungry as we're, as we're talking. <laughs> cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend I'm, I'm actually planning on doing, actually Sunday's kind of my favorite day to really just kind of cook and you know, and take the day off from everything I have going on. And it's, it's very relaxing for me. It's kind of my form of therapy, as you'd say. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I can't wait to see what you make. Be sure to share it on Instagram and I'll reshare it too. Oh, no, absolutely. In fact, yes, I will be sharing it on Instagram. I'll be tagging you in it. I'll also have a link to where people can actually, um, I have a video clip as well that will be going with it. So yes, I cannot wait. And I'm just excited to share my love of your company. I mean, this has definitely been so far one of the highlights of 2022 for me. Definitely connecting with you yeah, and learning better. about everything that you guys do. Definitely. So now if people want to find you on Instagram, I just wanted you to kind of share with everyone how they can find you and just the best methods for ordering as far as shipping time and how long they should plan if they're, you know, I want to make sure that people know when they're going to order, they have plenty of time because I ordered a... <laughs> It's kind of a funny story. I ordered a product from actually from California, um, these sausages, and I ordered them over a month ago. And same kind of a situation. They ship, you know, packed in dry ice and everything. And they specifically say it's a two day ship no matter what. And they don't ship over the weekend. Well, I never got my product and I can't get a hold of anybody at this company. It's been really hard. They don't have a contact email or anything. And I've been messaging them on Instagram and I've never had that happen. So like I said, this was just, you know, definitely a, oh, that's um, really strange. Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. We ship on dry ice and, uh, we, we do overnight ship and we ship on Mondays. So dry ice is a really, uh, it's, it's just to add a complex layer, but we get a, shipment of dry ice in a truck mm -hmm. on Mondays. So that's why we ship on Mondays. We got our fresh dry ice and it, it, it sublimates over time. So we get our dry ice and we ship out on Mondays. Um, and then 
Oh, let's see. Let me, I'm looking backwards here. That's okay. First of all, Instagram, Cena C underscore seafood. We're on Instagram and we do, um, that's a fun place to follow just because we, we share a lot. Uh, you know, we have a lot to talk about because we share about our lifestyle, about fishing, um, a lot of recipes, what to do with types of fish. And then in the summertime, um, it's really fun because when we're up and fishing on the boat, we kind of give a little more live action and, and lifestyle too. So that's always, that's a great place to join us. And then, um, definitely jump over to the website, senasea.com, S-E-N-A-S-E-A.com. And what I love is when people connect with our, jump on our email list. Um, that is a place that I, um, put a lot of time and energy into. I write all of our emails and, and send them out to our group. And we have a real sense of community and it's a place where we're really connected with people. And I, I just walk everybody through the process. You know, why, why do you well? We do a lot of educating, but then throughout the season, we have different products coming on, or I shouldn't even say products, different fish are being caught. And I'm letting people know, you know, a lot of people want to know, well, when should I buy this? And when do you have that? If you're on the email list, I, I'm basically just going to let you know, <laughs> hey, this is, this is in, this is off the docks, and this is what we've got. And I'm recommending basically all year round different, um, you know, what species is great right now. So that's a really nice place too. And then, of course, you could just go on the website and buy a box. We try to keep it really easy so um, you don't have to know everything about fish. Um, you know, like our Copper River sockeye is available year-round. We freeze it. Um, we have it stock- stockpiled in the freezer. So you can just get on and buy a box, and it will ship out the following Monday. So we try to keep it um, really streamlined too so you don't have to understand every nuance of the fish business to just get some fish to your door. <laughs> it, yeah, you guys make it so simple. I mean, like I said, I just, I was so excited when I got my package and I opened it up and it was just, everything was packaged just perfectly. And I just, I was, able, I placed everything in my freezer right away and I was just like, I'm excited now. I just, like I said, I was like a kid on Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, that's perfect. I also saw when you did a repost on that smoked salmon spread with the bagels, I thought, okay, that's something else I need. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, we do this smoked salmon spread. So we, we smoke some of our salmon. We, we sort of, I call it we smoke on abundance. So because fishing is different year by year, you know, uh, we fish sustainably. So, so first, first comes first the, um, the fish spawn and, you know, enough for next year. And then we fish on the, basically the excess. So, so there's always fish for the next year. And, and some years are that excess is bigger or smaller. So when we have a lot of fish, we'll, um, that's the species that we'll smoke. And we smoke a lot of Copper River sockeye towards the end of the season. And, um, and then we've been taking what we do again for sustainability, but we're also really into utilizing all of the fish. So we do things like scrape the backbone with a spoon for this little spoonful of fish that we, we compile and we sell that like a, a pound of, of the, of just the meat, skinless, boneless, you can use for patties and things like that. But we take all the tips and tails, all the little pieces and we smoke that and we put it into our spread mm-hmm. and it's a cream cheese based spread and it is fantastic. We have a following just on the spread. We <laughs> used to sell it only at the farmer's market. Uh, we did a lot of farmer's markets around the state prior to, um, COVID. And we had people that would come and just stock up. It was one of those real specialty items where 
when we had enough of the of the fish, we would smoke it and then we would make big batch and then we would have it, we freeze it. Um, but still it would sell out. And so people would just come and buy like a dozen tubs of this stuff. And um, it wasn't until the market stopped that I could even put it online because then we, we had enough to mm-hmm. even sell it online. And now it's really remarkable to see the same thing. We have people around the country that will buy, we sell it, you, know, you can buy two tubs, but we have people buy a dozen at a time. And they just love it. We do it with the, um, we have smoked salmon and smoked halibut and the smoked table fish into the spread. And they really are pretty fantastic. Now, um, so are markets still kind of on hold or are they picking up again? The markets are picking up again, but it, re- it really kind of marked a shift for us. We, we had been selling online prior to COVID, thankfully. So we had it, we had it dialed in. We knew how to do it. Um, it's, it's a big learning curve on shipping frozen products mm-hmm. around the country. Um, but we had that pretty, we had that totally dialed. So it really helped over COVID people, um, switched over, jumped on the website, ordered more on the website. And, and we just found that it was the right timing for us to help simplify and streamline our business because going out to farmer's markets is a lot of really hard work. It's it's amazing the manpower it takes to get out there and set up the booth and be there all day. So we just do one farmer's market now, our local farmer's market out of our main freezer. And it, it really, um, we miss the, the community vibe and the feel from all the farmer's markets that we did, but it, it is, um, much more streamlined for us now. Um, yeah. just, just focusing on more shipping. Understand. Okay. Well, definitely. I was going to say, I would tell my dad since him and his wife, they do travel a lot around Washington. They, they're always out and about and I know he would enjoy that. So, um, he's actually, I was talking with him over the weekend and I shared with him kind of what I was doing. Um, as I actually got my, my love of cooking from him and he's really excited. So he's like, Whoa, text me the website. I need to order something. So Definitely. That oh, sounds absolutely. awesome. Well, thank yeah, you. We, we ship a lot oh. to Seattle. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. He told me that he goes, oh, I'm definitely going to order some, but, um, I really just, I can't thank you enough for, for really taking the time. This really was very special and it just, it meant a lot to me for you to be on, on my podcast and share your, your love and passion for seafood. It's, it's really inspiring. Really. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for having me. It's just, this is the, really the fun part about what we do is, is getting to connect with people near and far. It's really, um, you know, been more, more fulfilling than I, I think I ever imagined. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm going to be placing an order probably the first part of March. I have a couple of got to do some traveling over the next couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm really excited for March. I am going to have a little bit of time off and can't wait to get back to cooking. So I'll definitely be sharing. And for all of you listening, be sure to follow my Instagram at Tracy Forks Around Town. I will have uh, three different recipes coming up later this month. Um, one is a very special Valentine's Day theme post. I can't wait for you guys to see it and try the recipe. And do not forget that an episode comes out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com 
wherever else you like to go and download your favorite podcast. Just search for Forking Around Town. You'll find the podcast there. And just a reminder, today is Frozen Pizza Friday. I have a kind of a cult classic on today being featured, which is Red Baron Pizza. You guys will have to kind of see my review and my thoughts on it because it had been many, many years since I had tried it. So I hope everyone has a delicious weekend. And thank you again, Sina. I can't wait to just, you know, see what else, you know, you have in store and keep following your journey on Instagram. Looking for studios in the Tampa Bay area to record your podcast? Radio Influence can help. With two studios on either side of the bay, Radio Influence has you covered. Engineered and produced by longtime radio professionals, achieve the excellence in podcasting that you and your listeners deserve. For more information or to schedule studio time, email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. Radio Influence, the future is now.